What is what is up? What is good gamers? This is Shonuff seventy one, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling. PSO two is out on Thursday, man. Mm. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode one eighty two of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, uh, talking about, you guessed it, video games and the genre uh, that we love so much. Uh, also, got a quick, nice little announcement. Joe, the Jabroni Chief, and I are going to uh, PAX West. So, uh, super excited for that. This will be our second year going. If you can believe that crap. Yes, we do travel together a couple times, actually. So, we're yes. definitely going to be going, and that'll be a lot of fun. And um, uh, we cannot wait to talk about... Um, uh, talk about the experience when we get back. Cool, cool. You got that's this weekend, right? Yeah, this weekend coming up. All right, make sure you load up at least on vitamin C and and yeah. uh, zinc. Definitely. Kind of fend off the uh, pax pox. Uh, the pax pox. The the nerded nineteen. Yes. Yeah. I'm already <laughs> I'm already ready to go. Yeah, we got in some. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get in. But there's a whiskey. Um, Tasting for uh, whiskey inspired by The Last of Us Part Two. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that other voice you heard belongs to none other than Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much. Same old, same old. Just uh, still. You know, in the dying last process of getting things set up and just organized and still working on all that business. So, uh, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out my settings, uh, especially with my C1. I'm still kind of playing around with all that stuff. I went with Vincent Toes, uh, you know, recommended settings, but it's kind of a little bit dim and dank. So I might tweak a little bit. So. Cool, so we'll see, cool. but I've, I've been enjoying just uh, getting everything together. I just want to have a weekend to where I'm not worried about connecting something, disconnecting something, uh, just sit down and just game all freaking weekend. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to at some point, uh, you know, get to some final conclusion with everything I want to get done. It's almost seeing it's almost uh, too much in a way, you know, mm-hmm. but it's this big brainstorm in this last few months just uh, me buying tvs at the yay yay and all sort of crap so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well at least it's fun stuff that you're doing so oh yeah for sure now like i'm like you know having to do house repairs or anything yeah. crazy or anything like that you know it's all good stuff you know i'm grateful i have the means to be able to do all this to begin with so mm-hmm. All right, well, with our introduction said, it's time to move on to our first topic on the docket, 
And as always, it's going to be the playlist. So, Des, let's kick things off with you. What you been playing, man? Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, just a lot of the old standbys. Uh, standbys. Um, you know, I, I'm in a I'm in a state where like I like what I like, and what I'm liking right now is No Man's Sky. So Joe and I have been playing that together, uh, running around. It's actually pretty just relaxing to turn your brain off and do that, you know, and helping Joe uh, get him up to speed because I've I've played a lot more than than he has, but it's really kind of fun to just kind of go and do our own things um and and run around so um so it, it's this funny situation where where he'll be doing something and i'll be doing something and we can fly different planets and kind of hang off and we can just kind of chat and and talk about you know anything we really want to really which is really kind of it's really kind of fun so it's yeah. one of those things where you can just kind of turn your brain off so it would help if I'm actually, you know, cognizant, especially the time that we play in, not already tired and ready to go, go memes or whatever. So. Yeah, but you're doing the best that you can, and that's and that's okay, you know. I'm, I'm not... an old man, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to but... play a little bit sooner than what we usually do as well. So, uh, yeah, and I think it'll be, I think it's, you know, fine that we that we play a little bit, you know, later or, um, um uh well yes we need to play a little earlier you know because it is one of those things where we just kind of like get together and then we just kind of hang out and then it's like you're really kind of tired and and you don't really you can't really get um a lot of problems yeah yeah and i I totally understand that you know when you're just kind of like oh i just want to get done you know i want to i want to do this stuff and then you know you really can't so so because it's not because you're not really conscious and 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 i totally understand that you know i totally understand that it's not a big deal um but i do like just being able to play with you and help you out um i can progress a little faster only because i've done this a few times and so i know what i'm doing and i know where i'm going uh but having said that i really think that you're you really kind of got the the gist of it i mean that's really all there really is to the yeah. game you know? yeah i mean today at least i got some more progress i got a new multi-tool for the first time which your multi-tool is your like gun slash like mining tool slash excavation so and it's like uh mm-hmm. we figured out you know hey i need to go and have so many uh, credits to upgrade my uh multi-tool so i went ahead and did that today and uh and gathering enough materials to get a hyperdrive to be able to go ahead and uh, do what I need to do. And uh, I think we're going off to a next galaxy, right? Yep. Yep. That'll be the next thing is going off to our next galaxy. And then once we do that, we'll be able to, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but we'll be able to do a, a little, a lot more. You know, I think that's the one thing this, the, the game really kind of allows you to, to kind of do whatever you want uh but it doesn't really tell you that you really should kind of progress the story a little bit because when you do uh you're able to get to um something a little bit better because the game really kind of opens up after you get to the second galaxy and there actually is a narrative there's actually three different stories that you can or story paths that you can follow 
Um, and it doesn't really like they don't really mean much. It just you, you can just kind of see the, the 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 basic story of the game and do the Artemis path path. And there's the black hole path, and then there's one other one that you can do if you if you so choose. You don't have to do any of them. Honestly, you can just you know just keep plugging away if you want. So, um, but that's kind of what what I was kind of kind of getting you to because you know, there's a there's a lot more stuff that we can do and get to once we kind of like push forward, uh, push forward on. So, but we'll get there. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I know we'll get there and it'll be fine. So, so it'll yeah, be, it's it, kind it'll of funny. I uh, built my base and uh, there's these haunted ghouls that are like nearby where my base is at. So, and, but they have these uh, wonderful eggs that uh, give a lot of cred. So it's like now that I have a good multi-tool, sitting there you know capping a few of them but uh you know just like we were doing before we uh kind of should just duck out of the way on those you know but it felt good to just you know you know plug some lead in those a few of those at least so yeah yeah but again i totally understand it's 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 uh it the game will allow you to kind of play wherever you're at and do whatever you want within that within that area but at the same time it really does pay to kind of move on uh because there's other other things to explore so so but again yeah, so, yeah really sometimes for me it. i just get stuck in the nice loop where it's just relaxing just to you know mine for things and you know just yeah. kind of and you can yeah. do that once you get once you get past a certain a certain level of of kind of you know setup you know, yeah. once you once you get once you get past like the setup for the game, then you can do all that. You know, so because there's certain stuff that you're missing out on, but but you'll get there. So I'm not worried about it. Um, so the next game that I played was uh, Saints Row. I bought it. Uh, I paid it day one edition. You know, paid my sixty bucks and got in it. And before anyone says, you know, really or ah, you know, I knew what I was doing. I I watched all of the the trailers. I watched all of the 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 a lot of the reviews. I read the reviews, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to play it for myself and see because like one of the things that I did do um, a while ago was I played uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and I really liked that game, you know, and. And yeah, was it the best of the Mass Effect games? No, not by a large margin, but I still enjoyed what I played because the gameplay was fun. You know, well, the story was sort of was mediocre, but I think that they were building to something and I just it just it just got, you know, crucified. And so no one no one really wanted wanted to play it, you know, but no. Uh, but uh, Saints Row, ooh, you know, I'm a firm believer that that there's three things that make a good game probably more but for me there's three things those three things being you know graphics story and gameplay so i'm thinking if you get two out of those three you know you can you can be okay you know and and i'm willing to be okay with this and i was hoping that saints row would have at least two out of those three and unfortunately it it just doesn't uh, the game is not really a looker by any stretch of the imagination. I I don't I don't think that it looks next gen. I'm playing it on a on a PS5, and it just doesn't look 
you know, and, and again, people call me, you know, the high res hater and stuff like that, you know, which is true. I'm generally able to play a lot of games that are not lookers. But but when you when you put that on top of the fact that the story is just I don't know what this what they were trying to do with this story. You know, if they were trying to hit a, a younger niche, you know, very sort of 90s, you know, Benetton ad or, you know, crisscross all colors kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but it, it, it just doesn't work. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's like, it's like all of these folks got together and they looked at all of the current trends that were going, that were coming online and, and, and have been for a while. And they said, you know, and they literally went down a checklist or did a, or did a focus group with a whole bunch of like folks that are, that like, you know, TikTok and, and all this other stuff. And it just, it just doesn't work um the story because like you're supposed to be a boss you're supposed to be gangsters but none of them feel like that like they they, they feel like they're posers like all of them you know especially the quote-unquote boss like they do not speak like a boss and i think that's that's one of the main problems is is you can have your 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 funniness or your or, or or the funny stuff but if the protagonist comes off fake then then why it, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make it like it's just really hard to kind of lose yourself in that you know and it's like that's the problem and it's like they volition took out all of the soul of saints row in order to you know play it safe try to hit you know the zeitgeist of of youth culture, uh, and they missed the mark one hundred percent. I don't I don't get it. Hey kids, are you playing those their video games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really it really is. You know, and then and then the gameplay is just I don't I don't know what it is. Like I I'm trying to, you know, shoot people, and the 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 gunplay is kind of all over the place. It's really hard to hit the target. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what's going on. It's like you can't. It's like you you'll be your the crosshairs will be right on the person, and you're missing it. It's like I don't understand what they what where the hitbox is, or or what. It just doesn't. And and like the like you know, the crouch button is on the D pad, and you have to press down on the D pad. And I'm like, what? It's just there's just certain you know gameplay mechanics that they made that are just kind of out of left field. And I'm thinking, is that is pressing down on the D-pad? Is that a Fortnite thing, or is that is that another another game that that uses that? It probably that, is. Because if that is, like, I it, it doesn't feel intuitive to me. And if I'm old, I guess I'm old. But 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 it just all three of those levels, the game just fails, and which is really sad because I really wanted this to be uh, a a revival of this franchise i i think the volition i think the volition got burned really hard on agents of mayhem really hard they were trying to do something interesting and new and fresh and they missed the, they missed the mark on that and it didn't work and so they're like look if we're gonna go back you know we're and make another game it has to be it has to be a banger and their biggest banger to date was the saints row series. And I think they put a lot of eggs 
you know, in, in the Saints row basket in order to to make it good. And I think that's why they played it really, really safe with this game. So safe that it feels sanitized. I mean, there are still funny, like, like, like the funny humor. And I, I don't want to say that it's like woke because some of the some of the things that they say are kind of like eyebrow, eyebrow raising. But at the same time, it doesn't mean anything, you know, because it's it's all played for laughs, but laughs laughs i don't know it's like it's like the game takes itself way too seriously and that's kind of hard for a saints row game it's like are you seriously like i don't know it's like i don't know it just it, it does it it doesn't ring true it, it really feels like this is a pseudo game from from like a, a different team like this is like seriously it's like it's like Splenda Saints Row, you know. It's like seriously, it's like it's like, it's like uh, Saint Splenda. Yeah, Saint Splenda, and I'm like, or Splenda Row. Like this is not this is not a. It's like they went all the way to the left, right? And this game, they played it so so safe that they went all the way to the right to the point where it doesn't even look like a Saints Row game anymore. So I know you've heard all of all of this, you know, before from your from other people. And I know the people that have probably said it a lot more succinct. If you want a really good review, uh, go watch ACG's review. I thought I thought Carrick did a really good job of explaining on a fundamental level why this game doesn't work. And I think one of the biggest things was it has it, it literally has sold its soul. It tried to sell its soul for uh for likes for views for 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 cred and and it for is for twitter for twitter yeah for tweets or for something and it's it's just bad it's just 100% bad so uh so much so that you know when joe realized that i was going to pick it up he was like well i'm going to get it too and so i happened to get mine first and i put it on and i played it and i played all of like maybe 15 minutes of it and the first time, and I was just like, oh, my God, you know, um, you know, this 15 minutes of it. And I just was just like, oh, shit. Oh, and and then I was just like, this is not good, you know, and, and I'm really, you know, and every time I could look at it and I want to I want to play it some more to get to get deeper into it. I just I just don't want to. It's like there's nothing pulling me to this game. And I had to tell Joe, look, save your money, like like. No, I try not to listen to to too many reviews because I really feel that I I want to make my own, uh, I want to make my own uh, mind up and my own opinion about this stuff. But sometimes, like these reviewers, get it, and he got it one hundred percent. He he got it. So uh, by that I mean Carrick from ACG. So if you're really thinking about picking up this game, I would really really wait. Or or completely save your money. Like I told Joe, it's like Joe, save your money, buddy. Like it's it don't don't waste your money. Well, so. for me, it's like I really haven't played. I played Saints Row Two a bit, uh, but uh, never really played Three. And I have it in my backlog, and I also have Four and all the DLC as well. So it's like I got plenty of Saints Row to play if I really want to play. And from what everyone says, Saints Row Three is probably the best one out of the series. So. You know, I was kind of poking around looking at, like, uh, places like uh, forums like Resetera, and some people are really enjoying uh, this reboot, too, so, but... Well, that's good. It, good for them. I have not I have not gotten to a place where I'm enjoying it. So, if, if, 
you like it and it's and it's floating your boat like more power to you i just haven't gotten there yet or yeah or maybe i won't i don't know or maybe I'm one, just guy, one guy posted said boy. that uh after an hour and a half he really hated the game but he did like a total 180 after playing it through, oh god through, so, so maybe i just need to give it a little bit more time or just like that's like that's weird though because like when i was talking about how i how i really didn't how I really wasn't into um, uh, how no one was into what was it called? Uh, uh, Mass Effect, you know, and everyone was all, you know, crapping on that game, you know, but when I started playing that game, I was immediately into it, you know, and if I have to, and if you have to wait an hour and a half for a game to really start cooking, I mean, I don't know. That's, a, that's kind of a lot. So that's a slow burn. I ain't yeah. got that kind of time. I don't, yeah. I, if a game has, has to, has to, take an hour and a half two hours to grab my attention something's wrong it's still it's still a piss poor game because you know this isn't this isn't a movie you know this is supposed to be a game and as a as an older adult my game time is limited as it is mm. so i can i can rather i'd rather dedicate that time to playing something that grabs my attention right off the bat than hoping after an hour and a half two hours three hours five hours that something will take place that some new mechanic or some story element that is just going to turn a shit show into vaude and into broadway mm, and i don't know i i i saints robe i just just by looking at it just from the introduction i said they they could have called they should have called this you know anything other than saints row because none of these people are gangsters they're not they're not they're not they are not gangsters however way you want to define that however cult however whatever cultural innuendo you want to use these cats ain't gangsters and then you find out they're they're doing this to pay off their student loan debt come on bruh <laughs> i mean yeah. i mean Brandon took care of all that student loan debt like a couple of days ago, so it made the plot like have holes in it. So, I mean, I mean, this, and and to top it off, to top it off, I think why people are kind of going in on it and calling it woke is number is the the developers when this game was first introduced, they threw the legacy of the series under the bus, saying that the humor and the jokes of the prior Saints Row games are for a, a bygone era and that, that this is this is you know we have to be sensitive to all these different uh aspects of society and it, that's what made Saints Row Saints Row the fact that it was edgy it was almost like the the burning saddles of video games in a way you know uh while Nintendo's punch out did uh uh, had put a happy face on stereotypes and racism. Uh, uh, Saints Row did a slightly harder edge in the backdrop of a GTA clone. That's what made it freaking funny. That's mm -hmm. what made it freaking good. And then they turn around and say, "Oh, well, that <laughs> you know, uh, me too. Me, too, you know, hashtag me too, or whatever hashtag." BS nonsense is 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 the uh, uh, soup of the day on social media. 
you know, that that's for a time, you know, that that's for a time and an era left behind. And spare me, spare me. It call it something else. Call it whatever. Call it call it. Uh, what was that game that that you were doing? What was it? Agents of Mayhem too. Yeah. Call it that. Don't call it Saints Row. But yeah. they, re- they realize that they have to. They know that this BS isn't going to work on an original IP, on an original idea. So they try to call back and go back and reinterpret some a, a series and completely 180 it and expect people to be fine with it. Actually, I think I think if they'd have called it anything else, anything else but Saints Row, it probably would have been better. I think because Saints Row was such is such a polarizing um, uh, series that if they'd have called it something else and started it from fresh, it might have had a little bit better because then no one would have had an expectation of 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 anything. But because they called it Saints Row, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. And by trying to soft shoe it by saying, oh, you know, some of these some of these um, uh, some of these old school jokes or, you know, things like that are just not, you know, it's just from a bygone era. We're going to try it again and modernize it. You know, if if it truly if they truly think that it's from a bygone era, then they should just kind of leave it there and, and try to do something new. Do something they were only, completely new. Yeah, the only reason why they did it was because they needed name recognition. That was the only reason they did it, and they thought that okay, we're gonna do this. We can use name recognition for it, and hopefully people will 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 buy this. And I think it's just I think it's just kind of shooting them in the foot. I really wish they would have just called it something else and let it sit on its sit, let it let it be let let it be its own thing because this is not Saints Row and I, and I'm not saying that that it needs to be exactly like it was but but this this does not this did not capture what it was before and for the most part it just damaged it it made it it made it a lot worse and i'm just and i really wish that it had, they hadn't done that like they they didn't have to do it like this they well, didn't know, have to, I, do, they didn't have to yeah. do my boy like that and on top of everything else mechanically it's piss poor i i watched yeah. a review of it where they were showing how and the focus was just the gameplay they left the story out the 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 horrible characters, all that stuff out, and they just completely yeah. focused on the gameplay and it's on how you the, uh, someone can do a role. You can be shooting them, but the their animation sequences, if they're in a particular sequence, they won't take any damage. You know, they're rolling out of explosions. They're they're rolling out of bullet fire. Uh, and, yeah. and it's stuff that, you know, someone pulling, switching guns or grabbing a gun and you're shooting them. And then all of a sudden you're they're not taking any damage because they they put they put uh, they, they cut off the hurt box for that for the purposes of completing an animation process. And like you doing, I guess you have finishers in the game. Yeah. Uh, you your finishers get interrupted all the time. Yeah. But. Their uh, uh, simple dodges or grabbing a weapon or a number of different things. Oh, I can't be hit while I'm in this animation cycle. So even from a mechanical standpoint, this game was subpar. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They were just trying to do something in order to, in order to get 
to win favor or to try to get some money into the coffers because they took such a hit on Agents of Mayhem. I don't know, but I I really think that they need to just kind of go back to the drawing board and just hit it with something fresh, you know, mm-hmm. because this was not it, not it at all. And yeah, and I'm really second... hoping that it gets better or or something happens or this is a wake up call or something. I don't know. I hope I hope this, I hope this doesn't sink Volition. I really hope that it doesn't. It might that sink was... Saints Row, really. I mean, Saints Row, fine. Like if it sink if it sinks Saints Row, fine. So be it. But if it sinks actual volition, that will be I, I will be really sad about that. No. You know. But it is what maybe, it is. Maybe they could go back and do a red faction or something, you know. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh you know, I saw a second ACG video too talking about it because he released not only his review video, but like a second video just yeah. about a little odds and ends i happened to watch that one and he just kind of hit the nail on the head talking about how just bland the characters are on there that you know they're actually you know they're not gangsters in any sort of way they're kind of belong in like a friends type of sitcom or something yeah that's what i mean exactly oh my god exactly they talk like they're from a sit from a from a sitcom and it doesn't make sense. Like what they're saying does not make sense, you know. And it's like it really feels like you should be inserting a laugh track, you know, in in what they're saying. It's like, oh, ha ha, this and that, and oh, God forbid, oh no, ha ha ha. It's like seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, you know. Mm. Just the jokes don't ring true. And I'm sorry, Joe, you were saying. Oh, no. Uh, some other oh, another user said it kind of reminded them of that Metal Gear Survive game in comparison to Metal Gear 5. That it just seems like it's like fake Saints Row, even though it's from Volition. It just seems like it's like, uh, it's, you know, you know, uh, one foot in it, but one foot out, you know, doesn't seem like it is really and truly what it should be. And, you know, unfortunately, I think Saints Row is kind of painting itself in the corner. And I don't think there's any way out of that corner. You know, that's so. what I mean. Like, I really think that like this is the death knell for 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 the Saints Row franchise, unless they, you know, unless they put it on ice for a while and then go do something else. Just like, I mean, it really is a, it really is a Mass Effect Andromeda situation, but I think it's worse. And at this point, they just need to just put Saints Row back, back in the freezer, you know, put it back on the shelf for a while, go do something else and hope that it works. Cause didn't they do like, didn't they do that one action that uh, one uh, a mobile arena thing to battle born or battle something? No, that, that that's Gearbox. Okay, that's but Gearbox. still, it's like, oh, now I hope they don't do one of those things in order to recoup money. That would be that would suck so bad. I feel so yeah, bad for them. They, they got that. the embr- they got an embr- embracer ducats, so I'm pretty sure you know. Embracer. Nah, but 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 as a but as aggressive as embracer is, if you ain't making money, you know. They might dissolve it and be all well, like they okay. did. They did lose Embracer some some stock value. Yeah, yep. yeah, the stock value so, went down a little bit. That's why I'm thinking Embracer's like, well, if y'all ain't gonna produce, uh, maybe it's time to allocate, you know, these resources to something else. Bye bye. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing though: they could come out with a with another Saints Row game. But they have to be willing to, A, ignore the Twitter SJWs because they ain't buying your game anyway. And B, pull back or or, or go back to what made Saints Row great in the first place. Mm. 
And nobody has has the cojones to do that because they don't want the Anita Sarkeesians of the world and all these other woke woke jerks uh, proclaiming, "Oh, you're you're hurting my you're hurting my inner whatever because you put out this game." It, so so no, I would rather have it if they're not going to do that, then just let it die, you know, let it live on in re in remakes and remasters, and you know. People that want to go back and visit that series, they can always do that there, do it there, uh, because it's obvious, it's obvious from the jump that these guys had no intention of making a Saints. And, and there's a million and one ways you could do that. They could, they could do like the Saint, a Saints Row, a reality TV series, and, and make it. You know, make it a complete spoof on that genre of television. I mean, there's a whole myriad of ideas that they would be willing to take it, but they would have to leave the Twitter likes behind and actually make a Saints Row game. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody has the guts to do that over there at Volition based on their own comments on social media. Well, all I have to say, we know we talked about this for a lot, but a lot, but it was one of those things that's just really kind of, you know, sad because I, I, I really enjoyed, like I played the second one and I preferred it so much more over, um, people are going to laugh, but I preferred it so much over GTA. Uh, and I know people were like, Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I preferred it over GTA. I thought, I thought it, 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 it made fun of them and it lambasted them. And I thought that was really kind of cool, but it still had a really good story and had really good gameplay, you know? And it's just like, I think, th I really think that they missed, they, they missed the boat on this. They really missed the boat on what, what a good Saints Row game could be. And, and with that, I'm done. So, uh, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, just No Man's Sky, and then um, you know, because of our wonderful listener, uh, Crucial Chase. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. For uh, game night, we wound up uh, going back to the world of Valheim. Valheim. Yeah, I, forgot we, I forgot we played Valheim for a while. That was true. We did play Valheim. Yes. Yeah, so we we kind of went into the game. Uh, Chase, of course, he's the build, uh, builder extraordinaire. He's like the uh, the uh, Swedish, uh, um, not Bob Ross, what. Uh, <laughs> Bob Vila <laughs> on there, so so he's all just getting the, the facilities all taken care of with a nice house and walls, you know, little pig kennel, a pig kennel, uh, whatever you want to call a pig kennel, whatever. Pig pen. Pig pen. There you go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for the phonetic save over here. I can't can't think of the a proper word. Charlie uh, Brown. Yes. Mm. with kevin bacon and like you know nemo pigger and uh all the hilarity but uh, i do enjoy valheim i just wish i knew a little bit more as far as building on uh, using the controller like i was commenting previously so just uh uh, I enjoy the loop. It kind of reminds me of a uh, a Swedish uh, Viking No Man's Sky, <laughs> because all you're doing is going out and a little bit more combat than No Man's Sky, uh, but you're still gathering resources and you know getting together as a 
a Viking hippie commune on here to be able to raise up and get the better equipment so we could go and fight some bosses. So, so um, I know that you're not as sold as I am maybe in playing this, uh, Des. I mean, I know you jumped in just because Chase wanted uh, us to jump in, but what's your overall take on Valheim? Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's just another survival, you know, crafting game, which is yeah. which is around a lot. Uh, one thing for me is I'm trying to get it. Uh, I'm trying to get it to look better on my system. I think that's something something I did or something I I just can't get it to look good. So I'm gonna have to talk to you know Chase or you guys about about how I can do that. So it looks a little bit more more pixely than um the normal so oh i'll take a look at it when i come down so so yeah but uh, that's all i've been playing this past week kev what you've been up to what you've been playing so the only thing i've really been playing is ghost of tsushima and i think i finally found something that i can that i can uh nitpick a little bit about that being that this is, I think this is the second one, the second uh, story mission type of this sort. And it's a mandatory uh, stealth mission, meaning that you have to get from point A to point B without being seen. You get spotted and the mission is over. I, as y'all, as I'm sure some of you know, I hate stealth. I just rather go in and just kill everybody. Uh, but you have to get to the point get to this act to this access point in a wall without being seen and it's you're sneaking through one of the bigger uh enemy camp types uh, in uh, thus far in the game and i've tried it twice and i've failed twice and i'm trying different tactics and whatnot and it's like uh, I mean, I understand why it's there. I understand why they're making you do it this way. It makes sense from a story aspect, but just from me, I hate sneaking around. You know, I got, like I said, I got the Han, I have the Han Solo uh, uh, theory when it comes to games. I'd rather just blast everybody instead of all this sneaking around. So uh, I'm working my way through that. Uh, I've also on the on the TV watching in. I've been watching uh, American Horror Story. That is a weird series. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just weird. Uh, I watched it. I watched the earlier seasons, like seasons one through four. Those were weird, but those were good. But when it when it when they stopped on on netflix and picked up on hulu um i'm looking at some of the latter seasons and they're just weird they're not necessarily good like i watched one where it's about these these people these these artists that take this pill to to initialize their creative their their creative uh, the, the frontal lobe of the brain, but the side effect is they become vampires. Yeah. So, and I'm like, okay, as creative as that, as that hook is, it just didn't, it just didn't come off right in the end. And now I'm watching this other one where it's, where, where aliens, 
where they're t it's based on the conspiracy that uh, Eisenhower made a deal with aliens, and and it's just it start this one actually started out kind of good, but it just because they're trying to do this run this dual timeline, one in the past and one in the present. I wish they had just focused on the past timeline because the present timeline is just absolutely retarded. <laughs> I mean, absolutely 100% retarded. And it's just like, I'm getting to, I'm getting to the point where, you know, ah, uh, yeah, I think I'm done <laughs> with this series. So, uh, but yeah, as far as uh, what I've been doing and watching, that's really about it. So with that said, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, that being the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty. Well, thank you so much for throwing it over my way, Kev. So uh, for this week's main event question, we asked everybody, uh, it's our annual check-in time. You know, you go to the doctor, you get a checkup. You know, so let us. So the question was, uh, let us know what you think of the show and how can we improve. Any suggestions for new discussion topics or additions, subtractions to the pod? Let us know and we will discuss your responses on the next pod, which is this one. Uh, and then it was funny because I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, maybe people don't want to like publicly, you know, put out, you know, recent, you know, ways for us to improve or whatnot. So um, I want to make it clear that. Um, we always take creative criticism, you know, we love it. Thank you so much, you know. Um, and if you want to give us criticism um, uh, without uh, it being, you know, posted on the, uh, or, or or talked about or mentioned on the show, uh, you can always contact us and let us know, you know, even if it's, even if you have an idea of something, you know, that, or a question you have, you know, these are, these are ways that you can do it. At the end of the show, Kev always uh, always gives our contact. We always give our contact information and how you can uh, contact us. So if you, you know, heard something on another podcast, you think that we should try it on ours, let us know. We'll think about it, you know, but we want to be able to, to, to hear what people have to say and, and add, um, and really kind of think about that, you know, because again, this podcast, you know, is listener driven. We really want to be able to, um, to, to, you know, incorporate what you say into into the show that you listen to. So, so uh, having said that, uh, we do have a couple of folks who took the time to respond. Uh, first is Will D on Discord, who says, uh, "Varitas vos liberat liberabit," which is Latin for "I think it's the truth will set you free." Uh, oh. Joe is looking it up now, but I think it's I think it's Latin for the truth will set you free. Uh, and then he says uh, more puppies and less cats. Well, that's sad. You know, I I'm a cat person, but, you know, I like all animals. So, you know, that's still pretty good. But puppies, I don't know. But love yeah, it is the truth will set you free. So. There you go. So cool. Uh, I only knew that because I looked it up earlier. So. So Wilde says, in all seriousness, you have uh, good chemistry. The show is entertaining. I like that you don't always agree with folks, and yet the environment is insulting or malignant. 
as a whole, this world needs less yelling and more listening. So I thank you all for leading and setting an example. On a side note, it would be nice if audience members, including myself, stepped up with, with requests to join you as a guest. For me, schedule is nuts. Excuses, I know. Cheers. Yes, and I want to put that out there. You know, if if anyone wants to be on the show as a guest and you just want to chop it up with the three of us, let us know. We're always open to it. You know, don't think that, you know, oh, I have nothing to say or, oh, no, we want to hear it. You have something to say, you know, um, and we'd love to hear it. Uh, Double F uh, 2018 at Fred French 2017. uh, Your friend and mine, Mr. Mustard, who's weird. It's like 2017 and 2018. You're living in the you're living in both right now, buddy. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, on Twitter, he says, I enjoy the show. Can't really, th- can't really think of anything to change. But at the same time, change is good. So if you do shake things up a bit with other people's feedback, I'm all for it. But I think you guys have a solid show. I learn, <laughs> I laugh, and sometimes disagree, but I love the show. And again, we love to hear that. Um, we definitely love to hear it. And I'm glad that you learned something. I don't I, I didn't realize that we're teaching, but I guess, yeah. I mean, I know that Joe you know, does a lot in the news and Joe kind of comes off like, like a, like a teacher sometimes. Um, and I've always thought of him as like a gym teacher, but you know, I guess that's the same. But. Teacher, teacher, can you teach me? Teach me teacher. everything I need to know. Please teacher. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's what I wanted to. You know, that's terrible music. But it was great. Um, but that's really, I mean, that's really all for the question. Uh, again, we try to do these at least once a year. That way, we can have uh, feedback from our from our listeners. And well, uh, is yeah, there any self ref- self reflection you guys want to do as far as how we've been so far, and you know what we can maybe work on to be better, possibly? Well, no, I mean, I I think it's definitely something that we can do, like, you know, offline between between the three of us, you know, I I think that's usually the the best thing, you know, I I think that the length is good. I think the conversation is is solid. We have, like, you know, like, like uh, Will D said, we have a really good rapport. Uh, So, I mean, if we do, if we do think of something and, and shake it up. Um, I think it'd be great for us to talk about it probably, probably offline. And then um, if we're open to it or we seem like it, it really affects our, our listeners, uh, we can bring it to them, you know, and say, hey, we have a question. What are your thoughts about us doing this? I think that'd be a really good idea. I do know that when um, hopefully when uh, when Joe and I are at PAX, we'll have the opportunity to talk to some indie creators and possibly um uh, uh, you know, do an interview. Um, when I was doing uh, the comic book uh, podcast, I was I would was going to a lot of these things, and I have the equipment to actually do interviews uh, with folks. So we could possibly do interviews with people, and then do um, do a show that's that's really all about um, interviews. You know, from from packs. That was something I was thinking about doing. Um, so that'd be um, cool. Yeah, so if you guys want to hear that, you know, please mention it um, on our Twitter or, or let us know, um, and we can definitely do that while we are in um, while we're in Seattle. We can, you know, walk up to people. It's very funny because like when I was doing it for the comic book uh, podcast, uh, people really want to talk to you because a lot of the times they don't 
they they want the publicity and so they want people to get the word about their games because that's usually what a lot of these conventions are or big publicity um um shows and so to be able to have take a few minutes to talk to someone you know maybe joe and i will come up with a couple of questions if you have any questions that you think that we should ask people uh definitely send it to us and we can ask uh, like general questions because we don't know who we're going to be able to talk to so if you have any general questions that you would like us to ask anyone that we interview while while we were at pax let us know i think that's something that we could really really you know have a really good uh conversation and have a really good feedback um for uh for these people plus it gets the word about about the gaming vessels podcast as well so so these are definitely things that that have been on on my thoughts about about when we go to pax that way it's not just us playing games also interviewing and talking to people and um so we could do like a separate show that's just interviews and then we could do another show about our experience or we could just do a a pack show you know which talks about our experience and we can do the um the interviews and whatnot so but that's something that you know i was gonna i was gonna mention to joe um outside of the show and joe and kevin outside of the show but since we're talking about you know packs and things that we could do um let us know what you think about that um and you know put it in our discord put it in uh our twitter um let us know what your thoughts are um, anything else you guys have to add for, to this topic? Not really, not really. I, um, I'm glad that, that folks are, are, are still digging it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, at, at least from the, from, from our couple of responses, uh, I'm happy that folks are still digging it. Yeah. Yeah. After 182 episodes, it's pretty good, you know? I kind of feel like I'm too hard on old Uncle Phil sometimes, but. Well, obviously, I mean, people haven't said anything. I mean, it's, you know, if you think Joe's being hard on Uncle Phil, let us know, you know. I think Uncle Phil, I think Uncle Phil could take it, though. Trust me. You know. Uncle Phil Saint, has broad soldiers. Yeah, I think, I think St. Phil can take it. Trust me. <laughs> you know, our our Microsoft savior, you know, he will, he can take it. Trust me. He got enough money, he should be able to take it. So. <laughs> but as always, I want to say thank you to the people who took the time to respond. We always, you know, love to hear from our our, our listeners. But uh, next week's question, and I think this is going to I think this is going to bring a, a lot of questions. This was in response to uh, a news article that we're going to talk about, and was and was in all of the um, was all of the video game news for for like the past couple of days. And I figured this was a great time to to really talk to folks, you know, with with, you know, the economy being what it is and and, you know, scarcity and all this other stuff. We want to know what what are your thoughts on the overall cost of gaming? And this is the overall cost. You know, uh, this would be like the price of consoles, the price of games, price of peripherals, like the price of entry to this stuff. You know, even if you want to do gaming as a hobby, like what do you think of the of? of the overall costs of it. Are they too high? Are they too low? Um, do you think that we should get more breaks, you know, with this stuff, you know, and when you got these, these video games that, that cost, cost like, you know, millions of dollars more than, more than certain movies, um, you know, let us know what your, you know, what, what's your thought about it, 
you know, as, as a consumer, because we're all consumers. We all, you know, play games. We all, you know, really enjoy this hobby. But this is an expensive hobby. I know what your thoughts are. You know, I think we can have a really good conversation about this. So, but that's it for me. And as always, at the end of the main event, we go straight into the Jabroni, the Jabroni video gaming news. Thank you, sir. All right. First thing I want to talk about is the uh, wonderful announcement made this past week from Sony and uh, Jim Ryan, of course. You know, of course, everyone loves to paint that broad brush indicating that Microsoft is saving the industry with Games Pass and that Sony are this arrogant Sony again, so on and so forth. So, you know, what they've done this time is that Sony has raised the price of the PlayStation 5 console in Europe, UK, uh, Japan, China, and other key markets as much as 10% on here. So, and of course, everyone got on the bandwagon. Everyone was tooting their horn. A lot of U.S. residents saying, how could Sony do this? So on and so forth. So. And, uh, you know, basically, given the global economic environment, guess what? Inflation is kind of going a little bit out of whack. And the price of the yen uh, especially is especially weak against a very strong U.S. dollar on here. So, obviously, you know, I don't think Sony's intentionally... Increasing the price of their console to rake in more money. Uh, they are just there basically to try to, you know, make things economically feasible for what they are selling you, the consumer, in the end on there. And, uh, you know, me and Kev were talking about a little bit because uh, you were listening to a podcast, I believe, right, Kev? Talking about how high the console price was already in Mexico and that it's still going to get even more expensive. Mm-hmm on there and it's just uh you know people just like to kind of fit a narrative into something that should just be kind of considered in of itself by itself like one thing on here so i don't think sony's hitting here going hoo 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 i'm scrooge medecca in like you know uh jim ryan's gonna be jumping in the uh, wads and wads of cash that they're making you know they are a business so yeah i mean it you have to you have to turn a profit and all of them are going to have to turn a profit i mean they're not going to go into it uh publicly but i guarantee you if things continue to remain out of whack you're going to see price hikes on everything you know on everything it it, it it's I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, where, I, I would just have to say, well, where were y'all when, you know, the, these consoles were $800 to start, 800 U.S. equivalent dollars to start in certain parts of the world. I think in Venezuela and in Mexico, I think it was, that I heard. Um, there is a rush on components and the minerals that are used to forge these components and 
Sony is in there with much bigger companies, military, uh, uh, aerospace is competing with for the same a lot of these same elements. Does it suck? Yeah, it does suck. Do the are the optics bad? Yes, the optics are definitely bad. But it it is what it is. You're when you're you're running they're running a business, and with the U.S. being a the number one uh, consumer of consumer goods, including consoles and video games, you also have the uh, the fact that our inflation though high has risen much less than in other regions of the world which has prompted this this action to happen you know so you know when people are are talking about this is this is terrible this is bad yes it is terrible and this is bad but remember at the end of the day this is still just a PlayStation. We're, we're not talking about something that you need to live to survive. We're not talking about food. <laughs> you know, even though yeah. food is going sky high, don't don't get me wrong. But people are people are on on social media acting as if this is a I need a PS5 in order to live. Well, no, you need to put food on your table for yourself and your family in order to live. This gaming, like any other thing, a consumer good is a luxury. If it's not needed to live, it is a luxury. You know, and, you know, the only thing you can do is just say, well, I hope the the economic conditions change so that more people will be able to partake in in the hobby of video games but at the end of the day this is a luxury and it's a fairly expensive hobby on top of that so well you know but you know hey when you got a console war to fight hey take you got to take whatever take the ammo that you're given (laughs) yeah i don't know there's a lot of like i was like coming over resetera a bit and everyone is pages and pages and pages of people going f sony how could they get away with this da 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 do 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 it's just like uh i'm just sitting here like okay i mean i own a playstation 5 you know an additional 50 dollars is just in case if they increase the price of it in our territory in the u.s you know it's kind of a bummer but at the same time it's like it's not going to ruin my day at all you know it's like if uh, Microsoft came and bumped up the Xbox Series X up by 50 bucks, it's not going to ruin my day either. I mean, I just don't get all the fervor about this. Like, it's something know, to complain about. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it doesn't suck. It does. You know, and I really, I really wished, like, I mean, I think Kevin hit the nail on the head. Like, this is a luxury item, you know, and if you have the luxury to to do it, it's it's really kind of cool, you know, and it's and it's and it's awesome that you can do that, but it's not the same as like food. And in these regions, you know, they they need to turn a profit, and that's that's the margin that that they set, you know. And and I really feel for folks who live in those in those areas, but that's like 
like it's the same thing with like comic books you know and comic books that, that are that are shipped to you know to other places in the in the world you know and i really wish that it was much more of a flat curve sorry like i'm not a curve but it's just like a flat across the board but it's not you know there's trade tariffs there's uh scarcity there's all these different things that pop up you know when with with manufacturing and and with the sell of these goods so while it sucks I, I i understand why they have to do it and i really you know hope that you know this is you know not the the end all be all but i mean it's not going to go down once they do that so it's kind of like a moot point because it's that's kind of what it is now so um so i mean i i would encourage all those people that were saying, oh, how on, on Reddit or whatever social media platform they were on, all those people, F Sony, put your money where your mouth is, put your PS5 for sale, and sell it for the amount of money that you, for the for its, re, its original retail value. If it if 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 it hits you that hard. If your if your gut just says this is wrong and they're doing this for corporate greed and it, 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 it then go ahead and sell it. Get rid of it. Speak with your wallet. Stand on freaking principle, your principles, and sell the console. Sell your games, and then and then find another find another avenue to play video games or find another hobby to to get into. But they're not going to do that because they only care about the hashtag likes. Mm. You know. Yep. So, I mean, just watching the uh, discourse and just trying to fit a narrative, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a bummer. We could talk about just in general, because in general, I mean, inflation's out there. Um, price of goods is going up. That's it. You know. Yeah. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill over here, you know. You know, it's like, you know, are are you that concerned about the uh, Mexican and uh, you know Chinese and Japanese gamers out there? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, this dollar is so strong. It's, it is what it is, and of course, Microsoft and Nintendo both came in and said that they're not raising the price of either of their platforms on there. So Series X or S or the Nintendo Switch are going to stay the same price worldwide. So. Well, of course, because like Switch, they ain't really pushing the, the consoles. There ain't nothing there to push. So it's like, like I get mad if they if they raise the price of that that system. I'd be like, what do you what do what are we paying for? <laughs> That's a joke, but <laughs> yeah, and I know Meta just raised the price of the Quest. So I mean. Uh, you know, but that's a whole other thing in a nutshell. That's Facebook and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, people still enjoy that platform as well. So, but we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, just uh, figured we'd talk about and just see, uh, you know, what you guys' opinion of it. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, you know, I, I constantly hear uh, toe and toe. Uh, you know, all they want to do is pay, you know, charge seventy dollars for their games, beep de beep, boop de boo, and all sort of stuff. You know, it's just like the oh. same freaking narrative. I get all these games for free on Games Pass, so guess what? Then continue to do so. 
No, it's the same question. Why won't Lamborghini build a $25,000 vehicle? You know, why, why won't Ferrari build a $15,000 vehicle? Could they? Yeah, of course they could. Will they? No. Hell no, they're not. Because they, it, they are a luxury performance. They are luxury performance-oriented automakers. If you can't afford one and you want one, stack your paper. If not, shut up. It ain't for mm. you. Yep. I, I mean, I, I don't know at what point people, and I have to attribute it to these 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 Gen Zers, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know at what point this this current generation. I, when I'm talking current, I'm talking about those that are may maybe say in their early 30s and younger became so freaking entitled. I mean, not just about stuff that you can make an argument for entitlement, not beyond that. We're talking about consumer goods. We're not talking about food. We're not talking about health care. We're not talking about uh, 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 water, clean water. That's free of pollutants. We're not even, we're not talking about that. We're talking about consumer goods. And the level of entitlement that comes from, from folks is it just, it, it makes my jaw drop through the floor sometimes, you know? Yeah. Heaven I mean, forbid, it's like stay in your mama's basement because... <laughs> When when you have to get up and get out in the real world, I I worry about I worry about your your physical well being, because if something like this knocks you knocks you off kilter, heaven forbid, when you get out there into the real world world and start working, start paying a mortgage, start paying a car note. I mean you, you'll 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 probably just turn to dust and just blow away in the wind. Okay. <laughs> and of course you know people in the media too i mean you get like you know sensational writing like uh websites like there's an opinion piece in some uh uk uh website right now said that the ps5 price hike is the final mistake for sony and the playstation it's like get out of here with this crap yeah, right right Sony is people are treating like Sony is like some arrogant, nefarious, like, you know, guy sitting up on the penthouse and this big evil ass, uh, you know, uh, big, gigantic, you know, building in the middle of Japan sitting here and just, you know, snarling and whatnot. These are all businesses. They're making business calculations and, you know, determinations. And obviously they determine the risk, meaning, you know, getting people mad and upset uh, out, you know, the raising the price was justified, regardless of the uh, uh, PR hit that they are taking now because of it. And uh, obviously, Microsoft and Nintendo are both in the same place to where they don't feel it's justified at, at this time to be able to raise the price of their platforms, you know, based on their 
financial dealings and whatnot, you know, so. Well, yeah, because Nintendo's been making a profit on the Switch from day one. I mean, what, that thing costs a buck fifty to put together based on the components <laughs> that it's made of? I mean, I'm not hating on it. I love the Switch. I think it's great. But, I mean, let's be real. I mean, th- their, their profit margin per unit sold is probably the highest among the three. Yeah. And the Xbox, they're selling services. They ain't selling hardware. Hardware is just, you know, it's just there as another means to consume to consume the product. Yeah. So with that product being Game Pass. So, you know, and, and they're a trillion dollar, you know, market cap company. So they can absorb more of this worldwide. Uh, I guarantee you, if it if it continues, they're going to have to be made. They're going to have to make adjustments as well. But um, but yeah, they're uh, they're smart for saying this because it's again at the at the end of the day, it's all about good PR. It's all about making your product look the best to a uh, to the general public. And they're absolutely smart to say that, yeah, we're not going to be raising our prices in these regions. Yeah, I, w- I would expect nothing less from them. Yeah, Microsoft and Nintendo are making business calculations of their own, contingent on their own costs and business goals. You know, none of these companies are <laughs> ever going to love you. No. Anything, <laughs> you know, so they're businesses, for God's sake. So, you know, Phil you know. ain't sending nobody no Christmas cards, okay? No. You not. know, uh, Jim Ryan ain't sending nobody no Christmas cards. Uh, you know, the head of that. Nintendo ain't sending nobody no Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, I wanted mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we talked about that well enough, but that was a big uh, discussion this past week. Um, Gamescom happened, and so usually prior shows, we kind of would dive in and go through every little thing, but I'm just going to talk about a few things. At least that kind of caught my eye, and if you gentlemen have anything else to bring to the table above what I threw in the outline, definitely let me know, and we could discuss it if need be. If you want to mention it, go ahead and mention it. But uh, uh, again, it kind of spoke to me and wanted to see if what you guys' impressions were were this, uh, this game called Atlas Fallen. This is a new fantasy action RPG from the developer of The Surge and The Surge 2, Deck 13, also the developer of the original Lords of the Fallen on here so there was a nice cg trailer with some gameplay at the end showing some open world you know uh kind of a mo- monster combat on here and uh actually looked pretty interesting uh, there's a lot of uh sand this is based in the desert on there and uh, i thought it was kind of interesting it kind of you know has uh, some monster hunter elements a little bit to the game but not necessarily you know maybe not as um you know mechanics driven as monster hunter and i'm not going to be able to tell obviously it's just a freaking trailer with a little gameplay at the end so according to the pr points it says rise from the dust and glides from the science and sands of a timeless land filled with ancient (laughs) dangers mysteries and fragments of the past Wow. Legendary monsters with powerful sand infused weapons and abilities and spectacular super powered combat on there. So mm. they're promising also to a fully cooperative or solo story campaign with this game. So 
So, okay, it's on my radar. I'm going to keep an eye on it coming out in 2023 for all your favorite platforms, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5 and PC. No PS4 or Xbox One in the mix. So that's good. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm I I was like, okay, you know, I really like the company. Um, I played Surge One and Two, played the original Lords of the Fallen. I think it's one of the unsung games that came out a while ago. Um, again, I do not technically like uh souls games but i really liked that one so i don't know why it just really stuck uh this really stuck to me so i'm just like okay let's go ahead and let's try this so yeah i will be uh i will be at least looking for a um a uh, what's it called a demo hopefully yeah uh, that way we could uh play it together but yeah i'm 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 happy i wasn't too keen on the last on the last surge game but i really like that company so so i'm i am more than willing to to give their next entry a try so um more than yeah, willing. I, know, so. I know that there's a reimagining of the lords of the fallen it's called the lords of the fallen versus lords of the fallen that's uh, also and i'm and I'm here for it. I, yeah, it's I, not a Deck 13 developed game, nope. though, but it is being done by the same publisher, Focus Entertainment. So. Yep. And I'm and I'm 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 here for it. I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, um, but good. yeah, good deal. Uh, any thoughts, Kevin, on Atlas Fallen? It looks like it could be really interesting. Uh, obviously, definitely want need to see more. Yeah, uh, that little gameplay trailer that they showed at the end uh, seems to show have looks like there's going to be some element elementer element element based attacks if I can speak correctly. So yeah, it could be could be really interesting. So I'm I'm definitely going to be uh, keeping an eye out for this one. Got it. Another game that kind of caught our eye, and we were discussing it earlier in the week when we were talking about Gamescom, was a new game, Where Winds Meet, which was announced at Gamescom Opening Night Live, the good old Keeley Fest on here. This is uh, being done by developer Everstone Games. That's an open-world action RPG set in the Ten Kingdoms period of medieval China on here. So the game had a trailer showing off uh, lush settings and bamboo forests, snow-covered mountains, and other surreal areas on here and uh, you basically take a role of a swordsman who's grown up in this time of division and unrest during the ten kingdoms era on here the gameplay included some um awesome looking combat including uh ching kung skills like running on water flips and slow motion bow shots in the air and flashy strikes with a variety of weapons on here combat will feature sword fighting uh, Wuzia uh, style martial arts and some Tai Chi mixing up sword fighting, hand to hand combat and magic on there. So players can pursue multiple story choices and shape the role of the swordsman, including picking sides in the war between kingdoms. Players can also pursue other goals like being a doctor saving lives in the chaotic world or a merchant accumulating wealth or play as an NPC traveling the ancient cities of china on here so uh according to an interview with ign the developer added that more details to player choice confirming the game will have a robust job system so players can specialize in a variety of identities and occupations that exist in the oriental martial arts society on here um you know you could 
pick other occupations other than becoming a doctor. You become an orator, use the power of words to convince NPCs to follow their advice. You can become an architect who builds all kinds of uh, buildings. You can become a bodyguard who protects players or NPCs from assassins or you become a ferryman who takes passengers on a tour of the river. That kind of sounds crazy to me. Yeah. Um, here, so um, the uh, game will also feature a free construction system with 600 authentic new antique components and an environment system which players can interact with the entirety of the world. So, and it's going to be releasing on PC. There's no release date yet. Any thoughts, gentlemen, on this game? Uh, it sounds like it's really ambitious. And yeah, when I hear games that are super ambitious, I get kind of scared, you know, because only reason why I get scared is because if they're trying to do too much of everything, they don't get one thing right. So, so that's what I'm kind of hoping, you know, that they at least, um, get, get the combat and that stuff. Right. I, I think it'll be interesting. I saw the gameplay, it looks fun. Um, I think they're going to cut their teeth on um, in on PC, and then they're going to bring it to console. But we'll have to wait and see what exactly we are going to be getting. Um, again, it sounds like very. It sounds like they're being very ambitious, and I'm here for it. But I'm also uh, tentative. I'm also tentative. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know until I read the um, article, the story that they're being very ambitious with the the kind of roles you could play in the world. And uh, to me, it's, I, I'm hoping that they do focus on the meat of the game and get the gameplay loop right on here. I just don't want it to bite off more than they could chew necessarily, but we'll see on it. Kev, any uh, thoughts on uh, where wins meet? Uh, I think Des hit it on the head. Uh, when I saw this, I was not aware of this this multiple jobs that you can take. And just like Des says, when you when you when your ambitions are this broad, you lose focus on yep. what makes this type of game good. That being the combat. I mean, that's what they showcased, right? Yep. Yeah. If I mean, okay, I can go from being a badass assassin, bodyguard, uh, for put, putting my, uh, my support be behind one of the kingdoms that are going, that are vying to rule China, or I can carry people across a river, <laughs> or I can, I can give speeches so I can be the Asian Obama and and, and influence people <laughs> to to my to my to my ideas, or I can sell stuff and make a lot of money. That just sounds kind of ridiculous. Convoluted. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. You know. It sounds convoluted. So. You know, knowing that, because this is the first time hearing about all these non-combat jobs, knowing that, that gives me a whole lot of pause about this game. It sucks because it, it, the trailer looked great. So. Oh, yeah. You know, trailer. you can make a trailer. You can make a yeah. trailer look great about any game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, 
I'm sure you could make a trailer about Grounded look fantastic. Mm. But, you know. <laughs> it's still a trailer. You it's know. still a trailer. Yeah, it's not a game. It's yeah. not the gameplay. So, we'll see. All right. Uh, another thing that announced was a new controller. So, PlayStation has announced a DualSense Edge controller. So, a rumored pro controller for the DualSense. Uh, it's DualSense Edge wireless controller. There was a brief teaser for the D-pad uh, appeared and basically showed that you can remove the analog stick units and rear buttons on here. So, And uh, there was a blog post on PlayStation Blog. They dubbed the new pad as the first ever, ever high-performance, ultra-customizable controller developed by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So this is coming from Sony themselves. The controller will let you remap or deactivate certain buttons, adjust stick sensitivity in dead zones, and save multiple control profiles. The controller comes with three types of swappable stick caps. Um, you got choice of standard high dome or low dome, and two swappable sets of back buttons, half dome and lever type, which can be configured to any other button input. Uh, replacement control stick modules will be sold separately on there. So, and no price yet. Obviously, we'll get more at the by the end of the year as far as what the release date is going to be on this and what the price is going to be on it. So um, I'm pretty excited. I'm kind of a controller guy. I do like, uh, you know, some having some choice. Uh, I love the back buttons. And so I love the fact that they are giving an option, too, for people that do like the uh xbox style a pro controller with the uh little you know levers in the back versus just having the two rear buttons on here i'm definitely a fan of just having back buttons with uh, no uh uh you know levers if need be i don't like the the lever type of switches on the back of the microsoft pro controller i prefer the half dome style so as far as the back buttons are concerned. Any of you two gentlemen interested in this controller at all? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a fan of, like, I'm not a controller guy. So as long as it works and feels good in my hands, I'm I'm all good. So, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm happy for you. I love it for you that you're able to get a new controller that's going to, you know, you know, do all the things that you want it to do. But I'm just... It's a controller, you know. I know uh, Will D on uh, Discord was pretty excited to see this uh, on here. I know he's been kind of doing a little bit of tweaking on his own as far as to get a good solution for PS5 on there. So, and obviously, there's uh, companies out there like Scuff that do offer, you know, uh, you know, uh, modified controllers out there for PlayStation 5. So, and so this is an official first party, uh, you know, joint being dropped down so you know how about you kev any interest in this or are you not like a controller crazed person besides of course fighting game controllers on that so i mean this would this could be a pro controller that i might buy but i'd have to have a reason for it it would have to be it would have to be something that i could apply to a genre of game that i play on a regular basis you know I, this seems very FPS focused. 
just like all the other pro controllers seem very mm. FPS focused. I don't play FPS games that much. So if I'm not playing Call of Duty or any of the, you know, Fortnite or whatever FPS uh, game, uh, game, game that's out there, I really don't have a need for it. If it comes in at a at a at a price that I'm willing to look at it as kind of an impulse buy, then I'll probably get it. But if it's you know if I'm if it's one eighty one ninety two mm. two hundred plus, then I really have to be able to sit look at it and say, okay, because I play this type of game. I see whether some of the things that they're doing uh, can be applied to that. It can can be applied, and then I could I, I see this as being a benefit. Like maybe the triggers being adjustable. Maybe I can apply that in a driving game, or maybe I if I like the the concave versus the dome style uh, sticks, I can maybe make a case for that, but. I really, it really needs to be something that, oh yeah, because I play this type of game, I can really utilize this, uh, 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 what do they call that, uh, what do they call that, uh, life, ease of life, or um, what is that so your quality of life, quality of life, I can utilize this quality of life feature on this controller to better my experience for this particular genre of game that I play a lot. And until I see that, I really can't say that I'd be willing to fork over that kind of cash. I'm kind of there, too. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense, you know, in the end. I bought an Astro C40 for PlayStation 4, and uh, I did enjoy using that, but I went back to just start using the Dual Shock with the $30 PlayStation back button, you know add-on that they brought out and i just found that the ergonomics for the uh dual shock are just sweet spot on there just give me a couple back buttons i'm good uh, whether i'm gonna pay 150 or 200 dollars for back buttons i don't know <laughs> i wish in, in in one sense that i had the option to just buy a back button peripheral like i did the dual shock because i'd probably pick that over uh, buying a entirely new pro controller, but at the same time, I'll be able to still get the perks too, as far as uh, you know, hopefully being able to you know do just the dead zone necessarily and do all, all the odds and ends of tweak tweaking if need be. So yeah, and and all of that seems to be like I said before, that's all dead zone adjustment and all that stuff. That's FPS, that's Call of Duty stuff, and you know if if that's all it is, and I'm just going to have to pass on it. I hadn't even thought about that, actually. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll discuss the um, new controller more once we have more information, including the price and the release date, if needed. I know we will continue our discussion on the Discord as well, because both uh, Will D and John BT kind of chimed in about the uh, unveiling of this controller so on here and then uh next story kind of caught my eye and i'm wondering if you guys are interested there is a kickstarter coming up and it's a double kickstarter so there mm. was a uh, 
craziness um, basically of a couple of um, de- teams of developers of noted PS2 RPG classics, Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts. And what they are basically doing is they're getting the team back together to kind of just like with the recent um, game for Su- Sudigan on here uh, with the um, game that's in development by 505 Games right now on here, um, that they are going to be unveiling a Kickstarter from both the teams that did Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts. So, so Wild Arms creator uh, Ikifumi Kaneko is teaming up with their other Wild Arms veterans to create Arm Fantasia, which is a new RPG that pays homage to Wild Arms West Western punk aesthetic. And then Shadow Hearts creator Masuko Machita is leading the game design on Penny Blood, a new RPG that taps in the same gothic horror setting as Shadow's, Shadow Hearts did on here. So this is a first for Kickstarter, a double Kickstarter campaign that launches on August 29th. We'll have an option to support one or both titles with stretch goals benefiting both games on here. So they are sharing a mutual goal of 750000 which will fund both games on here, and we'll be splitting the initial funding based on the amount back, so it won't be 50-50 for the initial goal with that. So, and they're, they're stating if they reach the initial goal, the expectations that enough people are seeing the campaign and interested in the content, that eventually both titles will do well enough to support the bare minimum of content necessary to make a good game on here. So, you know, so this is kind of a couple of dare I say niche uh, Japanese RPGs series from back in the day that, uh, especially Wild Arms. Wild Arms had uh, quite a bit of games in that series, up to five games plus some spinoffs on various PlayStation systems. So I played a bunch of them. Yep. And uh, Shadow Hearts especially, um, Shadow Hearts 2, and then the Shadow Hearts 3, which was uh, published by Exceed. Um, are noted as just being kind of really great, um, you know, RPGs from back in the PlayStation 2 era. So, so I kind of found it interesting that they were kind of looking at, uh, you know, what um, the Sudokuden team uh, did as far as uh, with the uh, their uh, game coming out, which is Odin uh, Chronicle 100 Heroes, which had a trailer shown at uh, Gamescom on here that uh, you know that got funded you know well above their goal i'm thinking this will also get funded well above their goal as well on here uh desmond you got any opinion on this uh, kickstarter or are you going to be supporting it i think it's fantastic that kickstarter is giving these uh creators the opportunity to do this stuff but i think i'll have to sit it out i am I I I'm I'm really kind of skeptical about Kickstarter. You know, I just I don't know. You know, funding a project that you don't know if or when it's gonna get made, and you know all this other stuff. Just just it scares me. You know, it just scares me to do that. Like, and um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about it. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for them. Uh, like I said before, but I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to back it. I will pay the money for it, you know, and stuff like that. But you know, backing it, uh, I've never backed a Kickstarter, and um, 
I, I just don't know um, if, if I ever will. It's just that's just kind of where I'm at with it. I'd love to hear from our listeners if they've ever kickstarted something and and their and their um, feeling about it and and their their experience. But you know, I'm always worried about getting burned and. You know, and then and then that and then with Kevin talked about the Amico and all that other stuff and just, just you know, I just I, that's it's just a lot of money to give, you know, and then and then not, and then to worry about if it's gonna if you're gonna get it back. So, um, and and what you and what you've paid for and what you've done, um, it's just it's just a lot, you know, it's just it's just a lot. So, so I I don't know. I wish them all the best luck and um and if and when it comes out I will most likely buy it. There was another game that came out not too long ago. Um I'll talk about it after we're finished this this conversation that that was kickstarted, you know, and and I'm all for, you know, buying the stuff when it when it comes out, but I just don't think that I can, you know, spend the money on it. I've seen some Kickstarters go sour. Um, uh, I've seen one. a bunch go sour. That's the problem. So it's like, so that's why I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I and don't one, know. one game that was Kickstarter that we both are like super stoked for was uh, Sea of Stars. That was a Kickstarter. Yeah, Sea of Stars. That's another one that I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah. And I have backed some Kickstarters before, I, but, you know, I don't feel like I've gotten burnt on them. So one of them, I've been waiting for a few years, but I'm finally going to get my book <laughs> next month, finally. Um, uh, I got involved with a uh, book project from someone that wrote for Retro Gamer that was uh, going all a little bit crazy about the, doing a game about Street Fighter, uh, doing a, a big book about Street Fighter 3. Uh, Street Fighter 2, excuse me, on here. So, like, uh, it's a big 500-page book about the oral history of Street Fighter and all of its sequels called Like a Hurricane on here. So, and uh, I'll definitely let the listeners know, or I'll definitely show you guys, too, <laughs> once I get my book. It's been, like, a couple of years in, in the running a bit on that. But I've also backed, like, uh, Bloodstain, you know, the you know, game, that everyone uh, wanted to see from Iga, Igarashi on here. So, mm-hmm. and I'm still getting updates for Bloodstain. I'm still getting, I'm looking in my email right now. I got project update, you know, 108 that I got and not too long ago on there. In fact, no, one, I got project update for Bloodstain 110 recently. So on here so they're still shooting some updates and you know still communicating you know with the community long since there but you know it's just i've seen other people get burned with like mighty number nine remember that yeah kickstarter from way back when some people still waiting for their vita version of mighty number nine and they'll (laughs) never get so it's just I, I'm thinking um, this initiative for both of these games is going to be successful. I think there's enough momentum, so it's just enough for me to decide if the uh, there's enough uh, rewards as far as the boosting to be able to give them my cash up front and wait a couple of years to get my actual physical copy afterwards or not. So you know. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. The waiting and it's like okay, like we're we're putting it out. I don't know. I just 
it's like never done it mm. limited run is like people complain about waiting for a limited run uh game to get pressed and shipped and you know and all the time we spent waiting for uh that one game you know i'm trying to think of the name of it to go run to the shelf to go look <laughs> at it uh yeah but it's it, was okay. that, it was that advanced wars kind of inspired game right oh tiny metal yeah yeah tiny metal yeah we waited quite a bit of time for that but, game to finally get yeah but again i think i think it, hey like if you have the ability and you want to put it in more power to you i really hope that it does get funded and um if it does get funded i'll be the first in line to buy it is Udon doing the artwork for that book, Joe? For that Street Fighter book? I uh, don't think so. Um, no. There's a lot of... Uh, I'll send you some details on it, if need be. But they are finally publishing it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of... It's, it's a book. It's a lot of interviews and whatnot. So there's uh, the art design is not necessarily like a uh, Street Fighter art book or anything like that. There's a lot of uh, back and forth and interviews and so on and so forth. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to show it to you once I get it. But, uh, you know, from what I've seen so far, it's, uh, you know, can't wait. It's, I, I invested this money like way, I think, 2019, <laughs> 2020, somewhere around there. So yeah. it's it's been a minute. So Yeah, and like Sea of Stars has been around for a minute. There was this other game that just got, that just got um, I guess it was kickstarted a while ago. And it's uh, called uh, Chained Echoes. And it's like a, it's like a classic uh rpg with like mechs and stuff and and uh it looks great but it's one of those where you know i probably wouldn't have kickstarted it but but i'm probably gonna pick it up when it gets when it gets released because it just looks really good so so i love hearing about it but it really have to be something like outstanding to move me to put my money down and that's just because i'm really scared about getting burnt you know, I, I've heard way too many horror stories to just kind of like throw money, you know, at at something, you know, for for it not to work. And I've seen and I've seen stuff, you know, where where folks have have actually like it has gotten like like funded, and you still don't get nothing. So I'm like, you know, people just need to come correct. <laughs> And based on my backing for that Street Fighter book, my name is actually going to get printed in the book itself. So. Look at you. Look at me. Hoo-hoo-hoo. But. but but yeah, that's uh, interesting. Good luck. Are you going to back it, Kev? No. Yeah. I, you know, Amico kind of ruined that. Again, I don't blame future. you. <laughs> I do not blame you. And this seems to be a turn-based RPG. And They're both, do. yeah. I'm not into that, so yeah, cool. And I never well, played the originals. Originals are on PlayStation Plus. Um, I think uh, Ultra, I think no, Ultra Premium, whatever Premium. you want to call it. Yeah, I've played like most of the Wild Arm game, Wild Wild Arm Arms games. Sorry, geez. talking is hard. Um, so I, so I definitely know what it's uh, what they are about, and they're really good games. So yeah. All right, and then we got one last story before we wrap it up, and this is kind of another, you know, just to kind of bring back to the uh, outrage. We talked about PlayStation raising the price of their console. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is going to have an exclusive PlayStation Quest on here. So for PlayStation <laughs> um, purchasers of Hogwarts Legacy, they will get a... Uh, 
PlayStation exclusive quest and that uh, some people were upset. Unreal that this wasn't communicated to can fans before now that the PlayStation exclusive quest comes with any PlayStation version of the game, which regardless if you purchase the standard or deluxe, you'll have access to the quest. It's not tied to pre-orders. So if you purchase mm -hmm. Hogwarts Legacy for PS4 or PS5 after release, you'll still be able to play. Um, Warner Brothers came out to say that more details are coming soon. There's possible that the name of the exclusive quest will be revealed prior to release or maybe even some gameplay footage of the quest on here. So now that's how you sell consoles. <laughs> you know it. So so a lot of people were debating. It's like, you know, why is PlayStation like, you know, walling this content away from me? And, um, because Xboxes. they can. Yeah. <laughs> because they can. I mean, that's what it's Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and of course on twitter uh noted uh, xbox enthusiast colt eastwood uh posted stating i do not approve of this trying to get an answer on how much content is paid for by playstation so so he colt eastwood is on the case. like they owe like they owe him a freaking answer it's like don't get me started <laughs> it's called business uh, remember when Microsoft used to do stuff like that back in the 360 days? They never oh, did. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. You don't they remember They never did that. anything like that. Oh, you it, don't remember. Oh, we don't remember. Always... We have selective memory now. We have selective memory in all those Call of Duty maps that never saw the light of day on PS3. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot all about that. All uh, about that. And, of course, uh, Xbox Brit comments... Uh, you had me worried. I'll be very interested to know what we'll miss out on yet again on here. It also looks like the Felix uh, potion is also exclusive as well. So I guess there's an exclusive potion. Oh, my God. What? I guess you're holding holding back on the other platform holders, you know, poor Xbox and Steam and Switch buyers of Hogwarts Legacy. They're going to be missing out, I guess. So if if. if that if that little mission and that little potion means that much to you you can either play it on playstation or you can say oh well and enjoy it on your platform of choice it's that simple it's called business you know i, I mm. but again these are the same people these are the same people I'm guessing because to be honest, folks, I'm not on Twitter hardly at all anymore. It's a cesspool of nonsense. Uh, but these are the same people that were saying Hogwarts, you know, Hogwarts day one on Game Pass. Hmm. Now, you're saying that it's okay. It would be okay for Xbox to money hat a whole entire game and make it quote unquote free. It's not really free. You're paying for it on the service. But to bring it to your service, meaning that, oh man, I gotta play that. I, I'm on place. That means I actually gotta I actually gotta pay for the game. But then if I was already interested in the game, I was already planning on buying it anyway. So I don't know how that really changes anything. But but okay, whatever, whatever. Um, 
to oh we get an exclusive mission you know and and chances are this mission is probably not going to be that big of a deal it's probably probably not not. going to affect the story in any way shape or form your little funky ass potion isn't (laughs) going to affect anything in any way shape Uh. or form but Harry Potter is one of the biggest intellectual properties in modern day uh, in modern day and PlayStation thought it made sense to link PlayStation and Harry Potter in some way and they thought that hey these these things have worked in our favor before look at Destiny 2 look at Destiny 1 for that matter Let's try it again with with Harry Potter. See what happened. It's called business. Mm. I don't know what else to say. Well, you know how much outrage we got about Spider Man exclusive on the Avengers. So yeah, like, and yeah. that was trash. <laughs> yeah, it was absolute trash. It was just what they just they just they just put a skin on on existing characters animation i can't remember which character they used i thought it was they said it was black panther or it might have been another character that's fairly acrobatic didn't really change anything had these dedicated missions that were terrible looking it's just just yeah yeah so (laughs) something tells me that they're probably not going to be on that level of bad but they are not going to have any kind of effect on your story in this game. Not at all. I honestly believe it won't. Of course, another game that was talked about during um, Gamescom was Lies of P, and I love the fact that it wasn't on any Xbox fans' radar, but once it got announced as being a Game Pass (laughs) day one date, uh, like even um, people that don't play those type of games, they're talking about it now. Like, oh, that looks interesting, you know. So of course they are, because they went on their console choice. So mm-hmm. you know, and another podcast I'm on, uh, we talked about Liza P, and it's surprising because <laughs> the person that talked about it not doesn't necessarily play games like that. They play games like Power Wash Simulator and. <laughs> <laughs> So on and so forth, so, but, you know, since it's about Pinocchio, even though it's, you know, obviously in the Souls type of uh, uh, frame. Souls-Okio. Souls-Okio, yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio-Souls. Pinocchio-Souls, yes. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm that, good. That, that game does look good, so. But, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. The new Spiders games comes out next week, so I will be probably getting that. To, and I'm probably going to use that to wash the stench of Saints Row. Row out of my mouth. <laughs> God, what's the Spiders game again? I forgot. It's, I forgot uh... it too. It's the it's the Louis the and it's funny because I just saw um not too long ago I saw um what did I see? I saw um uh six. So it's the six wise of Henry. Still the, rising, still rising. Yeah, still rising. So I saw that uh I saw that musical and it was pretty cool so i'm like oh you know i can watch this this movie or this show about it and i was like this is going to be so cool so 
but yeah, still, still rising comes out September 8th. So, but uh, God, we kind of go went off rails, but that's the, my last news story. Hogwarts, not only does it have, uh, you know, good old hate because of the author of Harry Potter. Now it has hate because of the PlayStation exclusive. So you can't win for losing <laughs> between the JK Rowling. Don't, don't mention this game on this form. Like, you go on a resetera, they don't talk about Hogwarts because of JK Rowling. So oh, uh, you can't even make I'm, a thread. I'm sure, I'm game. sure Miss Rowling's is, is just, is just quivering in her, in her multi-million dollar mansion, just worried about what, what, what the folks on social media think. Yeah, she's going to cash some checks. She already <laughs> cashed that check. Yeah, yeah. She, she's going to cash more checks when this game comes out. So she ain't worried. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> Not that, at all. That, that ends the jabroni news for this episode. Jabroni <laughs> gaming news. You know it. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, game night every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to invite y'all to join us. Hit us up on our Discord server. Let us know what games you're playing, what games you'd like us to play with you. If we don't have it, we'll get it. We'll join up uh, on a, on Discord in our game night channel. On, gonna hold it down on Thursday for us, Kev. Oh yeah, you guys are gonna be gone. Yeah, so I'll I'll be I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that then. Uh, so yeah. Just uh, hit us up, let us know what you're playing, and we'll be able to join you. Uh, Special thank you to those who participated in our main event. Shoutouts go out to Will D and Fred French. Many thanks. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show. As I always say, if it weren't for folks that are active in our responses for our main events, participate in our discord server interact with us on twitter we'd just be three old men yapping into the internet ether so big thank you go out to you guys uh contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com that's the email you want to use if you've heard something you want to respond to if, if you yourself would like to be on our show Get your viewpoint on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners. Chop it up with us. You're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. On our Twitter page, that's where you're going to find the link to our Discord server. If you dig what we're doing here, I'd like to invite you to our Discord server where you can interact with our listeners like-minded folks when i say like-minded folks i just mean folks that like talking about video games uh varying opinions varying uh uh uh, feelings on the industry on the games themselves but it's always cordial always kind ideas are exchanged without the toxicity that seems to exist heavily on other bigger social media outlets so if you want to leave the nonsense behind but still want to talk about video games i would highly encourage you to hit that link on our twitter page join up there is no waiting process you just can join up and start talking about gaming just what our discord uh, server is all about individual we have our own social media accounts i can be found 
at shownuff 71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I'm shownuff 7 Same spelling, number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am shownuff 71 Same spelling with 071 at the end. On Steam, I am shownuff 71 Same spelling as originally. And on Switch, my friend code is 7658215533. So, Dez, where can folks get get a hold of you at, man? All right. You can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. You can find me on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And my Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. Jabroni, where can folks find you? You can find me under the underbelly of the internet on Twitter, uh, yep. under the handle Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. That's also my handle on both PSN and also on Steam. I got, I got my Steam Deck rolling. I haven't installed anything yet, but the dock and I everything is ready to can't roll. Wait to, are you going to take it to uh, to Pax? I'll bring it up with me. Yeah, I'll bring it up with cool. me. So, I would like to see um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Xbox, you can uh, find me at JabroniChief374. And my Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. All right, all right, folks. I want to thank you all for rocking out with us. That's going to bring episode 182 to a close. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy, as well as for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as a food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. That purple bling bling, yo. Saying we'll be back next time, episode 183, in your ears. Peace.